0: And welcome to the final uh, panel discussion from Productronica on cleanliness monitoring systems. Will accurate monitoring and reporting systems become a mandatory part of the cleaning process? Will it reduce waste and improve reliability to the point where more expensive, time consuming tests no longer are required? Uh, I'm joined by a really influential panel. I have to my extreme left, Ernst Egler from Microtronic. Uh, Next to him, we have uh, J.B. Byers from Cold Cleaning, uh, Cleaning Technologies. Technologies. Yeah. Then next to him, we have Vladimir Sitko, of course, from PBT Works. And to my immediate left, we have Ram uh, Whistle from Kaizen Corporation. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. I hope we're going to have a great debate. So uh, let me just jump in with the very first question, which is, do you consider the existing IPC recommendations for cleanliness qualifications sufficient for state-of-the-art assemblies? Um, And I'm gonna go right to left here, so we'll start with you, Ram.
1: Thank you, Trevor, and and, and the panel. This is going to be a fun discussion, I think. Um, The question is about the current qualification standards, are it sufficient? The designs that we're seeing today are miniaturized and getting smaller and more complicated all the time. And the question is, is that you know, do those do the current standards work the B52 no longer really looks like a lot of the electronics that are made today. So how do we press forwards? I think that it's groups like this that are going to help uh, push that answer forwards. I don't my answer is I think there's a lot of work to be done and it will continue as the uh, industry pushes forwards.
2: I think uh, the generally the philosophy of IPC recommendation is is perfect, mm-hmm. but uh, it does not keep track with the development. I'm older man, so I remember what happened 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, and five years ago, and still new and new packages, new and new components are coming on the boards. And this even cannot be reflected so fast yes. with the rules, which uh, IPC standards give. So it takes several years until it's implemented. So it it needs to be
0: updated more regularly, basically, is what you're saying.
3: Uh, Agreed. agree with the updates regularly. And one thing that I want to add to the standard, we're looking at what the end product is, and in many cases there's no standard of what the incoming product that we've started with. Mm. So where that contamination is coming from, and the cleaning, so we're not necessarily looking at what we're starting with, only the end results.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, Jimmy, because as we mentioned just before we started today, uh, you know, these incoming boards, I, I, I always thought everybody cleaned them through these sticky rollers, and apparently <laughs> nobody does no. it. <laughs> it doesn't happen, no. no.
4: Okay. Aaron, so what's your view on the on the current standards? Well, I agree with everything that was said before, and I okay. uh, want to add that if you Nowadays, produce something, and you look at when the standards started, and some of the test equipment started, and the incentive behind it, uh, we are so far away from that. Yeah, Everything is miniaturized. There's different chemistries. There mm-hmm. is solder paste that you can nearly eat because there's nothing in it anymore. And in the past, you had halides and all those nice things that helped you in your process. It's gone. So right. what do you want to test? What are you looking for? And turning this around... You have a product, you want to achieve quality, what do you want to achieve? Right. What do you look at? What are you looking for? What sort of
0: levels of, of cleanliness are you are you expecting? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, so do you think that current cleaning machines are well enough equipped with measuring and control loops for the
4: cleaning process? Uh, we'll, we'll just stick with you for just now, Ernst, and work away back. I think the machines, the, the test equipment, is well capable of doing it. Mm. But you need to define what do you want to test.
0: Well, you might want to test the the, the bath cleanliness or the, you know, uh, how how
4: efficient the machine is running, uh, yes,
0: etc. You know,
4: the machines can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are there, and also the, the technology and the quality of the machines improves, so the sensitivity. Right. But um, if you have a, a cleaning process that's optimum, you get boards that have nothing to test which always gives you a good baseline. But if you have a board then suddenly coming out of your production with a certain contamination, where's your threshold? What does the threshold mean? Mm-hmm. And what is the follow-up process? So you have a board, let's say you put it in a roast tester for general uh, process monitoring, mm-hmm. and suddenly you get peaks. I mean, you have five, six, whatever boards that have a contamination. How do you follow up? Right. It should be a first indication and then people say, oh, our process is wrong and they don't have like a guidebook or a checklist. Okay, what do I check? Mm -hmm. We have seen a case where there was a worker at the the line having sun for two hours a day through a window and they were all wearing gloves, but what do they do? It's so hot. (laughs) Find it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah definitely well let's put the same question into the to the machine builders let's ask JB first of all
3: uh, the machines are capable of had, having the options added for monitoring the bath conditions monitoring the ph values conductivities of the water but the balance comes be fun, be, between the cost of these options and the value add that they bring to us. We know the value add is there, but many times the customer, the cost of these options of adding bricks monitoring, uh, pH balance monitoring, you're looking at 20, 30,000 euros of additional cost on a machine, which in many cases can double what the cost of your equipment becomes. Right,
0: right. I know, uh, Vladimir, you've been doing some work on on this type of um,
2: uh, Uh, testing, but... I'd like to uh, go on with the sure. uh, colleagues' of standpoint. Uh, I believe the current stage of the machine mm. is not that what it should be for a state-of-the-art technique. Okay, uh, Because we are saying we are monitoring conductivity. Mm-hmm. What about the organic content in the rinse water? So we have a philo- philosophy to bring as much as possible these, let's say, additional Anal- analytic uh, work yes, yeah. directly to the machine. Yes, yeah. this is what you mentioned—the organic con- uh, organic uh, content sensor, which we now have, mm-hmm. and which can be online. But on the other side, I must agree with you: it's nice, think it's working. Uh, but if I offer it to the customer, and this is another very important point, because people are very resistant, uh, uh, resistive to make changes unless.
0: Uh, they had problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so the basically they need their OEM customers to be to, with, with to
2: in the past. Yeah. Everything was visible. Mm. If you have valid components, mm. you, could you could control with mm. almost with loop whether it's clean or not. Yes. Now it became to be a statistic, a statistically process controlled yes. system. Yeah. So we don't see yes. bottom terminated components. Yes. How you know? So that's why mm-hmm. we developed the glass test. Uh, boards for instance mm-hmm. because to see is to believe and we can use it for tuning the process mm-hmm. and for verifying the process that this is not uh, this what yeah. what you talked before yes, uh, yes but coming only, back to yeah? JB's
0: point I mean trying to get the the, the buy-in from the, uh, the you know from the, the customer uh, to, to, to justify mm-hmm. the extra cost there uh, mm-hmm. c- can sometimes be difficult so really what you you uh, has to drive it has to be that the uh, the OEM customer at the end of the day has to demand it in the spec uh, for, for 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 the board
2: yeah this uh, is a lot assembly. of uh, this is not any more technical point this is a philosophy and mentality which has to be changed it's true and I mean, this it, is yeah. much uh, much more difficult mm-hmm. than to develop the sense unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> because the people if the if it, if the people don't see Mm. They don't believe and they don't know they have a problem. Right. That's right. like you have a loop and then you buy a microscope with 150 times magnification. Mm-hmm. And here, for instance, with the optical control, the IPC is completely out, out of the date. Yes. Because if we are finalizing process, mm-hmm. then we are using magnification minimum 100, 150 to tune the process, not for the control then. And uh, for uh, searching leakage currents on the glass substrate, I can see leakage currents, mm-hmm. but the, the
0: necessary magnification is 400 times. Right, right, right. Okay, Ram, you you you're actually or, or another division of Kaizen, is is involved in, in uh, building testing systems. I mean, how do how do you feel that um, uh, the uptake is uh, amongst the 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 uh, manufacturers? You know, for for um, doing this level of testing
1: well thank you trevor the let me start by i want to answer that uh when we think about cleaning it's really about process the question initially was are the cleaning machines today capable of cleaning Mm. you can buy a fantastic car that can go 200 miles an hour almost drive itself but does everybody buy that machine or buy that car no to your point you know it's about budget and, and suddenly when somebody has a failure suddenly those pockets kind of open up and you can say, all right, well, now I can do this. And, and so, unfortunately, the industry, although we deal with very advanced products, we're very slow to adopt those changes. And so once, a, once you get critical mass with certain failures, um, then you, you really things can start to move forwards. But it really comes back to process. And you can have a phenomenal machine that does everything, works perfectly in your qualification, you know, when you're designing a process and de- developing your objective evidence, you may be doing SIR data, ion chroma, chromatography, rose testing, you collect this encyclopedia of data that says, on these conditions, on this day, I can make a great part. Well, we live in the real world. It's raining outside, and maybe we did that work in the in the summertime. And so how do you know that the machine is still working properly no nozzles are clogged, the filters are working, the chemistry is still at the right concentration. Right. You know, is the bath loaded? I mean, there's a lot of process parameters that, you know, the, the testing method met- metrics for just the uh, the final assembly is just a piece. It's how do you monitor the process and control the process, the machine operation, you know, not just on day one, but, but day 60, day 180, 200, right. so. Um, I, th- I think that there's a lot to be done with taking great machines and making sure that they're not great on just a fresh bath, but throughout the life of the, of the cycle. But, I mean, that, that's not something you can fold into a standard or anything. Like
0: that. That's something that really the individual manufacturers have to sort of um, give, provide with the machine. Uh, when you sell it to a customer, uh, you, you're, you're going to give them instructions on how to maintain it, uh, one would assume.
3: If I may add in, I think the standard is where the goal that we're looking for is. The process is, is how we achieve the results and the goal that we're looking for. And the process is where the variables all come in because we have the humans working with it. We have the different contaminants based on different days of, did I rub my head? Do Have we added this now in? Now we're looking for where did this particular contaminant come from and trying to isolate that. And and I think it will all boil down to some very tight process controls within the manufacturer and the human nature of whether or not they've chosen to follow those process controls. Okay. Okay. Now,
0: so, um, anyway, uh, you want to say something?
4: Typically, a standard is meant that everybody who does this type of testing or analyzes or whatever globally does it pretty much the same way to give you a, a description how to do a standard, what to, uh, how to do a test, what to expect, and make it comparable. Yeah, what a standard cannot do is give you a process how to do it or a guidebook, okay? You make, let's say, medical, equip, uh, medical components and so on, so you need to do this. An automotive customer has a completely different setup and need and so on, so yeah. that's what a standard can't do. That's where white books come in, general process, your own database, of knowledge and so on.
0: Yeah. No, you're quite right, you're quite right. So let's move on to my next question, I think we, we answered that. Um, do you consider the current laboratory methods uh, recommended for qualification of cleaning processes as sufficient for the requirements of age testing of assemblies and the effects of harsh environments?
4: So uh, let's give that one to you first of all, Ernst. I think if you do something in our lab, you have a very closed environment mm. that is Pretty far away, sometimes physical, also from your (laughs) process. Yeah, in your shop floor, different plants, global, and so on. So, I think if you do it in a lab, especially during qualification, it's a good snapshot. It gives you a basis. Mm. And from there, you need to see okay, I have this basis. I do it in a lab and at the shop floor. Where's my data? Where's my variance? And then build from there. Because you can take anything from the shop floor, especially once you ship it around globally, put it in the same lab, and you'll have totally different results, they may still
3: be good. Mm-hmm. So, where do you set your limits? Right, right. That's true. Uh, JB, you got I, I to... agree with everything he said, and once again, it comes down to the laboratory being a perfect world environment, but it comes back to the process control that has been set in place. Can we do, day after day what the laboratory was able to do and prove, and are we following that as we should. Yeah, it's pretty difficult to emulate it completely, but, but yes, you're right. Uh, Vladimir. I, I would
2: like to underline, uh, underline another aspect the microphone? Of, uh, of, uh, of laboratory uh, tests. There are some tests which has to be done on a regular basis, saturation of the clean yes. yeah? Uh It's nice to make it in a laboratory, but for the mass production, if I have a feedback in one week, it's useless, yeah. and this is what our philosophy says. We like and we need to have the most necessary sensing on on the machine, which is still not yet uh, the situation completely.
4: And as soon as you have a, a peak in something, you can step in and do the analysis.
2: We have it partially already.
4: starts to be starts to be
2: uh, verified, mm-hmm. and it's it's fantastic. It saves a lot of money. It makes the process much more safe than using the laboratory which is
0: far away. Mm-hmm. OK. Uh, Ram, do you have anything to add to this?
1: Yeah, I, I think the laboratory, I, I agree with the panel. I think the laboratory methods are adequate, but the timeliness on some of these may not make them as effective as they could be. And, and so a lot of times, you almost think there should be some on-site testing as a canary, or you know something that's a screening test that says, yay, I'm OK. Or wait a second. Now this is not interesting enough. I need to go maybe use send it off to the lab yeah. to get that higher level of. Uh, so I think there's a combination. I, I think you know you can't just rely on the lab. I don't think that's efficient and cost effective. But there's a there's a there's a balance. Yeah. Okay.
0: Thank you. All right. So moving on. Uh, next question. Uh, do you think that cleaning will significantly penetrate all branches of high rail electronics assembly? Where Currently, no clean technology dominates. And I think we're talking principally here about things like the automotive industry. Um, Who wants to take that one first? Come on. Well, Ernst.
4: I think it comes down to cost and need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If somebody orders from an EMS company certain boards and he doesn't want to pay for it, nobody's going to do it. So there needs to be a need. Somebody has to pay for it and then it needs to be done and specified so will it go into every of those areas Mm. down down the line it's a question of money and need
0: do do any of you know of any of the automotive um, manufacturers that that are cleaning uh, at the moment and which ones are
1: I, there are several that are cleaning. I can't say a lot of names specifically, and you know we're not allowed to name drop on that. Um, however, I will say that cleaning, I, we look at this as insurance. You know, it's re, it's improving reliability. You know, there's a, what's crazy about, in my opinion, the where the autonomous cars are going is a question of liability. You know, you've seen what happens when some of these self driving cars hit an ambulance or have a have a problem. You know. The, when tragedy happens and lives are lost you know there's going to be lawsuits involved and if if that's because of a defective circuit board or something you know and cleaning would have helped everybody after that's going to start cleaning you know and it goes back to that critical mass and then suddenly the budgets open up Um, so i I think as this goes forwards uh just for liability and and, uh, safety it's going to penetrate the market So so as you
4: look at the companies and the parts where they are doing the testing and the monitoring, it's all about safety. Yeah, You said automotive, a window switch is not critical. Yeah, But uh, I don't know, a radar sensor or something, an ABS module, these are critical. So again, the need and the cost. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We actually had an image here. I don't know if we can find it quickly. Okay, let me come back later. Anyway, so continuing on that same question then, JB, do you have any any input on that?
3: No, I agree completely of if people will proactively do this, we won't see many of the failures in the future. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, as we all know, history seems to repeat itself, and it will take something catastrophic to occur before everyone opens their eyes to the need for this, and we hope it's not too bad. Right, right.
0: Uh
2: not catastrophic, maybe a little bit funny story, but uh, on, on conference this week that was mentioned that 30% of uh, loading station is not functioning. Mm-hmm. And the intention is, this is your migration, probably. When I came home, I told, hey, they have problems. And the guys which were coming back from the other side of the world saying 30, the other party has 80% not functi- uh, functioning AVs. So wow. this is a very practical consequence, and if you speak with automotive people, I had a lot of interesting talks. They say, okay, price is decided, but they also mentioned, they, they consider the cleaning process as not well controllable. Yes. And they don't like to undergo the risk because of what was uh, mentioned before monitoring all parameters in the same time. So that is not a real statics, stat- statistical control process introduced yet in the cleaning machines and the cleaning process. There we go. This I see, uh, see
0: uh, as... This is what happens when, when,
4: <laughs> when it goes <laughs> oh, catastrophically
0: yeah. wrong. That is actually a McLaren, would you believe? Uh, one of the most expensive cars in the world. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So there we go. Anyway, let's move on to our, our final question today, and that is: What do you consider as the biggest challenges to reach, uh, to reaching stable, to enable us to reach stable, perfect cleaning results? Uh, I'll give this to you
1: first, Ram. We have great cleaning machines. We have great cleaning agents. We have great lab tools. It, a lot of these, the, the, we talked. We started off this conversation talking a little bit about the the miniaturization and the more complex designs. I think the the piece that we're leaving out going forwards is designing for the cleanability. You can make something that is very cleanable, but you can take those that same material, that same soldering material, that same component, and lay it out in a way that's almost impenetrable just because of geometry. And so um, it's it's again, I think we need to pull some of the designers in and, and create, you know. Some synergy, so that when we recognize that these QFNs or little components, you know, we don't put them in the middle of a, an area that's uh, almost impenetrable for the cleaning process. We help ourselves be successful.
2: Uh, well, I totally agree with Ram, but I must add something, Skr. This is not only design of PC boards. This starts at component manufacturer, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a chance in last years uh, to visit some. IEEE conferences and different yes. speaking with the component manufacturer hey did you ever try to clean under your components no but this is a splendid idea <laughs> and this is unfortunately
0: yeah. the status of the things yeah I mean they should be equally invested in, in making sure that their components and devices are going to work reliably uh,
2: but the biggest problem hmm. is again the cost yes. imagine the BGA is BGA hmm. LGA is BGA of the poor man doesn't have <laughs> balls. Yeah, <laughs> but try to try to clean BGA. That's like that. Mm-hmm. Try to clean LGA. It's a big, huge difference. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. On on one side of the industry, there is saving money. On the other side, this is spending money.
3: Yes.
2: And these both parties are not speaking each together too frequently to to improve that seems to be the message that's coming across yep. in this panel, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be very glad if, if, yeah. if that would be true. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: true. So, JB, you get anything any to add to... We're looking for a way to, uh, you know, what do you consider to be the biggest challenges for reaching a stable perfect um, results?
3: Uh, perfect is a, is an excellent something to strive for. Mm-hmm. But as I agree with everyone of what we have said here, of we have to start at the very beginning of what is coming in what is the quality of the product how is it designed Mm. and then once those have been established it process parameters and repeatability we can put all the monitoring equipment we want on the equipment but if nobody is paying attention and we're working outside of the thresholds rubbish in rubbish out out. (laughs) (laughs)
4: okay uh final word to you ernst thank you trevor i think and I'll probably summarize this you need to bring all the parts of the process the team the design together yeah now it still looks like uh, the designers are working for themselves the part manufacturer board manufacturers and in the end you expect a product that works yeah nobody is really taking it into account put them all together make a design that you can clean that is easy to process that will work in the field that you can test. A lot of the the, the parts we get for testing, you cannot test because they just made it impossible. So if you want to have a perfect world and a perfect result, Mm. you need to bring all the different stages together. Right. I mean, in in general manufacturing, they are talking about
0: um, expanding the role of digital twin. Uh, you know they use digital twin at the moment it's being used in the design process but they say that it should be you should have a digital twin for each part of the process uh, in, in manufacturing how you would do that for, for cleaning I have absolutely no idea but the, the fact of the matter is that you model it before you 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 um, before you actually start to build it and that's the thing, it comes back down to your design for cleaning as a, as a third very
2: trivial step mm. I'm, I'm making Bibliotheque of wrong designs, because <laughs> no, 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 no. We have
3: many customers, and
2: sometimes I, 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 could not believe such straightforward things are not kept very logical. But this is a and O. If you if you make it wrong, then you you can't clean. Yes, yeah, simply. Anyway, any and any machine, any any chemistry, it's. Simply not cleanable. Right. Starts by design.
1: Oh, and, and one last comment I agree with you in bringing all the different pieces together. And I think the motivation for that is the industry learning. We live in an era of no clean. You know, we sell cleaning agents, and it's like, well, why are you cleaning no clean? It, it makes no sense, right? So the designers, and, and we have a lot of youth and people coming into the, into the industry. And you know, I think we have to get some alignment as a group on the value of cleaning and why that's important and get the attention of the designers and the, the participation of all the different groups to achieve that collaboration. Yeah, maybe it's
0: going to take another Toyota accelerator issue <laughs> to make it happen. We'll see. Uh, anyway, fascinating debate, everybody. Uh, I want to thank you very much for your input. Uh, Ernst Egler from Microtronic, uh, JB Byers from Coal Cleaning Technologies, Vladimir Sitko from PBT Works, and, of course, Ram Vissel from Kaizen Corporation. So thank you all, gentlemen, for taking part, and thank you to our audience today for watching. That brings us to the end of uh, today's programming. In fact, this week's programming from Productronica.